Hey, welcome to the Endpoint Zone Overtime. In this session, again with Dilip, we're going to talk to you about uh, conditional access, which is something that's going to help you to be able to manage uh, your environment in the kind of changing security landscape that we're in today. But Dilip, first off, what is conditional access and how is it going to help folks? Okay. Good to be back on your show, Simon. No worries. And uh, in terms of what enterprise customers are having some of the challenges today with security is that historically they've had a pretty good control over their corporate data because mm -hmm. they had a network boundary set up. They put up their uh, exchange servers, SharePoint servers, and all these servers within that boundary. And then they could def define who they get grant access to. Yeah. And typically the access was always coming from a PC most of the time because these are domain joint devices and the enterprise customers really knew who those users were and what devices are accessing their network. But in a mobile first, cloud first world, all that has changed over the last few years. Mm -hmm. Because now what happens is you have your users connecting from your iPhones and your iPads and your Surface tablets and they get access from anywhere. And now your corporate data, if uh, you're going to have to protect it, in, in the old way, they used to put up a perimeter zone and put up a VPN server or a reverse proxy in order for them to protect. Mm -hmm. But in this new world, you can't really do that. I mean, you can try. Some uh, organizations have tried and have failed badly because you're now telling a user who's probably sitting in Hawaii with his laptop trying to connect up to a, a cloud service like Office 365 or any other SaaS app. Now they have to VPN into their corporate network and then go out and hit the cloud service. So that kind of an access yeah. control architecture really doesn't work or scale. It does seem to be kind of a crazy idea to make your users come in from the outside world yeah. into the corporate world and then back into the outside world again when it could be so much more efficient for them to just connect directly to their cloud service. Exactly. And that's where exactly where Microsoft comes in. And we thought we have a much better way to solve this problem, given both all our assets in the Office 365 space with all the workloads around email, SharePoint, Yammer, and all the other workloads. And similarly, with the Enterprise Mobility Suite, we have Azure Active Directory, Microsoft Intune, and rights ma Azure Rights Management Service all coming together to help solve some of these problems. So the fundamental feature with that actually helps customers address this problem is this feature that we're going to talk today mm -hmm. called conditional access. So what exactly is conditional access? Right. So this is a way it, how IT organizations are able to really control who gets access to what corporate data and when, and really have tight control over that to pro, uh, protect their resources. So, so, And what kind of controls do we actually mean by controls? Is it just being able to say, you're not allowed access, or you are allowed access, or if we've got some, something a bit more granular in there? Yeah, good question. So if you look at our uh, conditional access story, mm -hmm. right, we switch over to this presentation, you can see that there are uh, multiple ways in which you can access your control. You start with first the user attributes. right? Mm -hmm. And this has always been the case. Like if you had a file server in your enterprise earlier and you put a file, go right click and go to properties and security, you see the ACL, the access control list. So yeah. that's where you say who's the user, which security groups they belong to, and what they have access. So uh, what we have done is take that co same concept and move it to the cloud. So mm -hmm. any SaaS application, Office 365 email service or SharePoint service, can go to that service and specify who are the users who have access to this service which security groups have access to that service. And then what we have done is, no longer in this world, uh, it's sufficient to say who's your username and what's your password and mm -hmm. get access. I mean, like all the major hacks that we know uh, yeah, that have. be on any unique password list. Yeah. yeah. Uh, th that's the biggest nightmare that IT admins have is a compromised password. Right? Uh, any user, that's going to be the weakest link in your security chain. Mm -hmm. So what we have done there is 
uh, as a part of the user access control policies, allowed you to set up a multi-factor authentication policy in Azure Active Directory. So you can go and specify for one of your SaaS apps and say that any access to this particular service will require a second factor of authentication. And we immediately can trigger a phone call, an SMS message, or use the application from Microsoft called Azure Authenticator app, mm -hmm. and then they'll get a notification and then they either can use their fingerprint if there is an iPhone or a device that supports that, or they can type in their PIN on that device, and then they'll get access to their resource. So what this does is to say that, okay, even if a user had uh, passwords had been compromised, you can't also assume that their phone has been stolen. Absolutely, At the same yeah. If that had happened, they should have reported and you would have wiped that device. So I think that's the first level of access control is this kind of user-based access control. Now that you've secured it and said that who or which users can access under what conditions they can access and prove themselves, the next level of security that we go down to is called device authentication. So we can go in and specify that not only are you a valid user, but is the device that you're accessing from, is that a IT managed and compliant device? Mm -hmm. For example, if a user is a valid user, but he's got a jailbroken iPad and he's trying to access, then that's going to introduce a whole bunch of security risks for the data that's being stored on that device. Yeah, that could definitely be something you would want to actually have control yeah. over blocking. Yep. Yeah. So that's exactly where uh, Intune comes in, in addition with Azure Active Directory Premium, works in conjunction to make sure that these devices where access is happening are all managed devices. Mm -hmm. by in, they're managed by Intune, and they become compliant to all policies, like it should not be jailbroken, it should be a healthy device, its health attestation has happened, and I'm going to let access through. Excellent. And then. Once you have done the user and device-based access, the next type of access control a lot of our enterprise customers want is the ability to do this kind of uh, application-based access. You can not only say that who, which user and which device, but you can also protect and say which application is the user coming from. Mm -hmm. For example, are they coming from a native mail app on iOS or are they coming from the Outlook app that Microsoft published? Because in some cases, as we saw in the earlier show on mobile application management with Intune, we have additional protection and data leak controls that are available on the Microsoft apps, the Outlook app, OneDrive app. So you can actually require that an access to this service happens only from one of those protected apps so that the user cannot just uh, take the data, put it in his box or Dropbox or his uh, OneDrive account, a personal account. Right? So th those are some of the controls and that's where you can specify which applications can access. And last but not least, we have uh, additional controls that we built where you can specify as an IT admin, what is your network boundary and say that. If you're coming and accessing the service from inside my corporate network, I'll let you through. But if you're coming from outside the corporate network, I want you to maybe trigger a multi-factor auth, I want you to prove your identity, and then you get access. So those are some of the ways that we can actually enhance security. And the beauty of this whole solution that we built is that it's all native in the cloud. There's no proxy, there's no infrastructure you're putting on-premise. So as and when users are accessing just opening their iOS devices or Windows devices and then putting their username and password and accessing, these access controls are automatically applied. It feels like it's really deeply integrated into what we've actually done within Office 365 and within Azure AD. So mm -hmm. in a way that I guess would be really virtually impossible to do if you actually used a proxy, you'd be doing something a, it seems a little bit strange making somebody route through the on-premises network yep. to get there, but it also feels like it just become a little bit unreliable. Yes. So that's the main benefit of this whole approach is the fact that you see in this architecture, since there's no proxy, when the user is directly coming in, 
there's no level of in indirection or redirection that's happening when they're accessing the user is putting his username password they're coming in from an app to access a resource like email they just get access to the email if they're compliant however if they're not compliant we take them through a automatic remediation workflow we can say here are the reasons why you're not compliant mm -hmm. so go follow these steps make your device uh, compliant and then you get access to your resource so that way it's a good balance again between IT security and end user experience because you don't get the help desk calls. It's like all self-documented, yeah. uh, self-service remediation steps. Yeah, and that's the one thing you want to be really avoiding is a, an extra load of help desk calls just to get people doing something that they think they should be able to do in the first place. So mm -hmm. it, uh, it seems like we've got, a, as I say, a really good, well-integrated solution. How do folks actually go about actually starting to make a little bit of use of this? Okay. So let's uh, maybe jump and see a couple of demos of what you uh, do to get started uh, mm -hmm. to implement conditional access. So I'm going to switch here to uh, a browser instance where I'm connected to an Azure Active Directory instance. So it's my demo tenant. You can see that there's a whole bunch of uh, SaaS apps, uh, any kind of Office 365 service. We have email, SharePoint. In this particular case, I have Yammer. So you can go in and specify that on this particular uh, case, I want to enable access control rules. Mm -hmm. So the first step, I want to show how to set up user-based authentication rules. You can say that I want to uh, get either target to all users or I choose which set of users, uh, groups that I want to target this policy to. Mm -hmm. And then I specify that every user who's accessing this Yammer service needs to be uh, using a multi-factor authentication. So what happens when I set this is immediately when the next time a login happens for one of the users in this targeted group, they're going to be stopped and they'll be told that, hey, your organization has uh, beefed up your security. You're going to get a phone call, and mm -hmm. then they'll have to accept that and provide their extra credential using that phone call. Excellent. So, so that's the second factor of authentication. And again, no on-premise requ infrastructure required for this. It's all built into Azure Active Directory Premium. And you just subscribe to the service, and then you turn it on. Excellent. It is, it is virtually a couple of checkboxes, a radio button, and a toggle. It, it's, uh, it pretty, really is yeah. pretty simple to, to get up and running. Um, and you can also, I see you're hovering over, um, require multi-factor authentication when not at work. Literally, mm -hmm. if you're off the work network, mm -hmm. off the work IP range, yeah, then you're going to be prompted for MFA. Yes. Yeah. So this is where you have two choices, where I talked about network-based access rules, where you go in and define what your network boundaries are, typical IP subnets, your ranges. Mm -hmm. And then you can specify that when a user is coming from outside one of those network boundaries, what do you want the access policy to be? It could, in this case, it could be that you need a you always get prompted for multi-factor auth. But when I, I'm coming into my office and I'm sitting with my laptop or my iPhone inside my office and my corporate network, I'm not prompted for anything else because it detected that I'm already inside the corporate network. I'm in a trusted space, mm -hmm. so I'm getting access go through. And then you can also choose as an extreme case that some of our customers say, okay, I want all my access to happen only when they're inside my yeah. network and boundary, <laughs> then you can say, okay, I block access. Yeah, and in that case, you could, uh, you could be using any device when you're, um, if you're blocking access when you're not at work, literally nobody's going to be able to access anything which is published unless they're on a trusted network. Yep. Yeah. So moving on, now we, we saw how to do this kind of access control based on network location and user uh, profile of what's the user and security groups that they belong to. Mm -hmm. Now let's move on and see how Intune enhances that kind of access control that we talked about. So now we're going to look at how you can go into the Intune console and define a set of policies that let you define what are all the criteria for my devices to be treated as managed and compliant in order mm -hmm. for it to access my corporate resources. So if you come into the Intune policy console here, so I have defined a set of policies. 
I'm going to uh, click, uh, so in this case, for security reasons, I have to authenticate my account again. So let me put in my password. So once I get access to my uh, Intune admin console, you can see that there is a set of compliance policies. I'm going to go and edit my enterprise compliance policy for my organization. So one of the first things I want to make sure is that device that's accessing has a passcode. Mm -hmm. I want to maybe say that you can't have simple passwords and I need to have more complex six character or more or use uh, a combination of, uh, in case of Windows, yeah. a complex character password yeah. set. So once you've done that, you can specify that I need my devices to be encrypted, mm -hmm. encryption turned on, or I can specify that the device should not be jailbroken, right, and, uh, and it should be, uh, in case of a Windows 10 device, I can also specify so here is the jailbreak detection setting that I can say that the device should not be rooted or jailbroken. And in case of Windows 10, we have also introduced this concept that's coming with the updated version of Windows 10, where uh, what we can do is do a access control based on the health of the device. Mm -hmm. Because with your typical jailbreak detection logic on iOS and Android, it's, it's a kind of thing that keeps on changing. Uh, as in when new jailbreak methods happen, we mm -hmm. have to change our detection logic. Yeah. And in case of Windows, we thought we could do a much better job because we own the OS platform at Microsoft. So we partnered very closely with the Windows team and we built this feature jointly with them called the device health attestation, where not only is it just a software, but it's more a hardware backed, like a TPM chip backed mm -hmm. kind of assessment that happens at boot time, yeah. whether a secure boot happened or not. Yeah, and it's literally going to tell you whether that machine um, has passed secure boot, measured boot, and whether it's been interfered with at any point. It's, exactly. It's a very, very good method w that we've been able to build over time. Yep. So, and uh, once you've now gone ahead and defined that these are all the kind of properties that you want to do, uh, what we call as a compliance policy in the enterprise, now what happens if any device doesn't meet this enterprise compliance policy criteria? Mm -hmm. So that's where the conditional access policy based on device state comes in. So you can go in and say, in this case with Exchange Online for example, what happens is if you enable the conditional access policy, you can specify that if a device that's not compliant, like an iOS device or an Android device is not compliant to this policy that we just defined, mm -hmm. your access is going to get blocked. Right. Right. And then. In case of Windows, what we are working on is this capability because your Windows devices really blend your desktop operating system and your mobile phone operating system. Mm -hmm. So if it's a Windows 10 desktop PC, we are able to go in and specify a policy that says only your domain joint PCs can access corporate network, mm -hmm. right? I mean, if they're compliant and access the service. Yeah. And if it's an MDM, if it's a personal Windows 10 Surface tablet, somebody's using at home, then when they try to connect, they need to be MDM managed through Intune and compliant in order for it to get access. Yeah. So the, the real benefit for IT pros is they can set up policy like this and say that I have my home PC users who are not even on a domain joint PC and they're all syncing their email, they're syncing my OneDrive documents, I can block them from mm -hmm. doing that if yeah. I require. Yeah, you can just put a stop until you can put, say, a bring your own device policy into place that means yep. that people have to then go through an enrollment process and get their machines um, up to a level that you trust as the IT guy. Yep. Yeah. So th that's how you can see that how we've really taken the, the slide that I showed you about like different layers of access control, just mm -hmm. coming from a who are your user, in case from for multi-factor auth if needed, the device needs to be uh, compliant to all my policies, uh, whether you're coming from inside the network or outside the network. So those are all the different ways in which the conditional access policies really help uh, enterprise secure it. 
And this has been a super, super popular feature with our enterprise customers. I mean, been uh, so many instances where they've asked for, oh, when can I have this? When mm -hmm. And they can try it out and they started deploying it in large scale enterprises. So having said that, uh, do we want to go and take a look at the end user experience? What yeah, happens? When absolutely. I, say I think that'd be really useful to see what this would look like if you were using it on somebody's iPad, for example, and they wanted to um, try this, see the end user experience running through. Because um, I'd, I'd like to kind of know that uh, as an end user, I'm not going to get a load of messages that I don't understand. <laughs> Good. So th that's always been our vision with EMS is to have the best user experience, uh, uh, but not at the cost of your security. So we want to make sure you have the best user experience, but the best security controls with it as well. So in this particular case, in this demo, what I've done is as an IT pro, gone and configured a policy that says that all my devices, uh, have to be compliant to my MDM policy in Intune in order for it to get access, which means it needs to be enrolled into Intune and managed through Intune, and that's how uh, I get access to my data. Great. So okay. if uh, a user brings a brand new iPad, so let's, let me just go in and specify what happens the experience. So I go in and say, I have a brand new iPad. I'm going to put my username and password here. So I go type it in. So once we put in your username and password, and what happens is after the first level of user authentication is happening, and here at this step, I could have set a policy that required an optional multi-factor auth. Mm -hmm. In this case, I haven't, but, in the, uh, but you could choose to do that. So in this case, the user now is a valid user, and you would expect that at this point, his email is connected and his email is all flowing. But the interesting thing you'll notice is when he tries to go in and, and sync his email in the mailbox, it will start showing up in a second, and then when he connects up the next time and uh, tries to check for email, there is going to be an email this time. But uh, the interesting thing is when I click on that email, though this user has like hundreds of emails sitting in his mailbox in the store, he has actually received only one email, and that says that you are coming from a device that I don't trust. Mm -hmm. so now go enroll into Intune, and that's how you get your access. So that's where it's redirecting him to the Intune company portal, and then he has to go become compliant in order for him to get access. So the interesting thing is, if I were a user, I'll say, oh, I don't want to deal with this MDM stuff. Mm -hmm. I don't know what they'll do with my device. So let me go just bypass all this and then just go to my browser. So if, let's see what happens when he tries that. So I'm going to uh, close this app instruction. I'm just going to go to my browser on the iPad and then just go in and say, I'm going to sign in. I'm going to use Outlook Web Access. Mm -hmm. So I think, uh, let me see if my IT guys are smart enough. But then you remember, I, as an IT admin, had set a policy that requires that you need to be compliant. It didn't matter whether you came from a browser or from a mobile application. So in this particular case, when he comes from the mobile uh, browser, so once again, uh, he thinks at this point, I've given my username and password. I'm through. Like, great. I can get access. But when I go and click on the mail app, which is how I get to my Outlook web access, you can see that I'm again blocked. Ah. Yeah. So you, again, cool. you get, get a message that says that your organization has beefed up your security. You need to go again, go enroll. So there's no backdoor here. So you can't come, mm. come to your native mail app or your Outlook app or any third-party mail app that you download from the App Store or from a browser. You're going to always be protected because you, the only way to get your data is if you become compliant to my policy. So conditional access actually gets you into a situation where unless you are compliant with that policy, you're literally not getting into that service or that application. Yeah, that's pretty cool. Um, it's a an amazing kind of uh, step forward. And there's obviously, as we said a few times, there's nothing you have to deploy on prem in order to make that happen. 
Um, what do we think about people getting started with this? What's the what are the best steps for these folks to be able to go through to, to kind of get So there? what we've been doing is working with a lot of these enterprise customers who have been rolling out these technologies. Mm -hmm. So we kind of built like a best practice guidance on how to go about doing this kind of conditional access and access control. So we're going to be publishing a bunch of guides and blog posts that will be announced shortly. But at a high level, first thing we ask the IT administrators to do is go do this kind of a mapping exercise. Mm -hmm. Like w what is your organization policy? What do you want to do when I'm... Um, device that's you uh, corporate owned device what do you want to do do you always want it to be managed should be, uh, through SCCM or through Intune or if it is a unmanaged device like an employee's personal iPad what is your policy do you want them to be treated like a corp owned device which means they'll get redirected and rolled into Intune MDM or do you want to just have a BOD strategy which like the other show we had recently yeah. around Intune MAM do you just want to manage the applications and data and not the device itself so that is the kind of uh, table that we recommend as the first step to say what, what are the different kind of access control requirements you have, whether you come from a managed device or unmanaged device. And then we actually help them map it into a best practice table like this, whether do you want to allow. So in this particular case, my policy says that if a user comes from an uh, uh, unmanaged device uh, and he's trying to access his email through OWA, I want it blocked. Mm -hmm. I don't even want it to get redirected and enrolled. I just want it blocked. Whereas there is going to be, if it's a corporate MDM managed device, I want it to be allowed. So that's the kind of access mm. control you need to put all your requirements in, whether you're coming from browser, from your desktop app, from your mobile app on iOS or Android. And then once you have that table, then you can go into the guidance that we've provided, which is into the Azure AD portal or the Intune admin console and specify all those policies that I showed. So once you set that up, then you can roll it out to your set of test users. If you're happy with the results, then expand it to your enterprise. That's pretty amazing. Actually, we, it's, it's very cool that we have control over the, the user's identity, the application that they're accessing from, uh, the device that they're using to, to get access, and we ha can have the ability to say, hey, if any of those things don't quite match up to our policy, then we're going to stop you having access and or, and or make you authenticate with MFA as well. So. That's pretty amazing stuff that you guys have built. Yeah, thank you. That's, uh, that's pretty cool. Hopefully this has been useful for you folks uh, to learn a little bit about conditional access, and we'll see you on the next show.